Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to go ahead and subscribe to our Journey YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you all right there. Now, I hope this episode helps you take your next step in following Jesus. What I've got to tell you, I hope, will be an exciting reminder to those of you who are followers of Jesus. Those of you who are not, I hope it is a a reimagining for you about what life could be. Um, So I I just want to invite you into a story I was reading in a book the other day, and the author uh, told the story of his son, and I I just thought it was beautiful to start with. Um, So he he tells the story of his son being just a, a sugar uh, addict. I don't know if you can say addict or not, but, but he loved, loved sugar, his young son. And just anything sugary was a temptation. Anything at all. Candy canes couldn't stop. Um, uh, sugary cereals just, man, loved it all the time. They had to watch how much of different things he would eat. And he would just eat anything involving sugar all the time. So they go to a baseball game to enjoy as you, as you, all the snacks and things. And um, the people in front of the family there had a funnel cake with powdered sugar on top of it. And of course, the kid's just salivating like crazy watching this funnel cake. And the guy drops the funnel cake and it lands. And he said, there was this moment where my, he said, I thought my wife was gonna absolutely go nuts because our son dove to the ground licking up powdered sugar off the ground. And he said, in that moment, I couldn't convince him that there were better ways to get sugar. <laughs> than off of a dirty concrete floor at a baseball game because the sugar was right there. He said, in that moment, if I had looked at him and said, just stop, do you know about creme brulee? Do you know about coconut cake? Do you know about all these things? He's, he's a 10-year-old boy and he doesn't know that there's better options out there. Listen, here's what I want to ask you this morning. I just want to ask you a simple question this morning. What if all the dreams you have of a better life aren't really the things that will make your life better? What if we are so just enthralled by the sugar that's in front of us that we can't imagine there being anything better than what we can see? But wouldn't it be amazing if this morning I could just help you remember that there is a God who wants what's best for you He's not out to get anything from you. He is for you. Let me remind you that we talk about this all the time. But what if the dreams, I know you've probably already had your family meetings and your business meetings to set the goals and the things. Listen, I'm not trying to get you to change your goals. I'm sure you got great financial goals for the year about how much you need to save or how much you want to invest or about what you want to buy or where you want to go. I'm sure they're great. Listen, I'm not asking you to change anything this morning except what if you could reframe the way you think about What would make your life better? Because here's what we know. Many of the things that we chase are just fool's gold. It's powdered sugar on the floor. Jim Carrey was one of the most uh, well-paid actors of his time. In fact, he was the first actor to get a $10 million check for a movie. And here's what he had to say about his success. I wish everyone could get rich and famous and everything they ever dreamed of so they could see it's not the answer. Here's somebody who's telling you that all the things that you think will make you happy aren't going to make you happy. Matthew Perry, you guys, any Friends fans out there? Okay, no. 
Okay, wrong crowd. But anyway, Matthew Perry has a brand new book. He, he was Chandler from Friends. He has a brand new book out telling about, it's kind of a tell all of his life. And I've heard it's very raw. I haven't read it. I haven't, I don't know anything about it, but I was reading about, and I was going to start watching an, an interview of him to kind of, I'm just interested to see what he would say. And here's the book uh, description on Amazon of his new book. The book is called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, meaning his addiction to drugs and alcohol and the things that just brought him down. And he said, Matthew Perry lays bare in this book, the void inside him that could could not be filled by his greatest dreams coming true. Can you imagine? These people were able to accomplish what we could all just sit back and go, man, they've got everything they could possibly want. And it wasn't enough. So listen, I'm just a regular Joe. Some of you Or like me, you're regular Joe. Some of you are much, much better than me. I get it. But listen, this morning, what if I could just help you reimagine the things that you dream about making your life better? What if those aren't the right things? What if it was a different set of things? What if we could just reimagine what would be good about life? Because here's what we know about God. He said, it's basically this. God, the purpose God has for us gives us maximum purpose, maximum meaning, and maximum happiness. Now, you don't believe me. Some of you in the room are like, Danny, no way. Listen, I'm just gonna tell you right now. God does not hold back. The, God, the plan that he has for us and the way he designed us and the way he put us, us together on this earth, he gives us maximum purpose, maximum meaning, maximum happiness, which means, listen, just follow this logically, which means anything else you're chasing will not get you there. <laughs> anything else you're trying to get you to make you purposeful, meaningful, and happiness will not work. So listen, you may not be into this Jesus thing at all, and somebody brought you here as like a, they convinced you to come here today. Listen, just, just for a second, would you, would you just think, and let me assume with us all this morning, those of you who have been following Jesus for a long time, and you get this, can I just remind you of why this is so important? Listen, so many people are missing purpose, meaning, and happiness in their life, not because they need better things to happen to them, because they don't know God is there to give them maximum meaning, purpose, and happiness through his way instead of their own. Listen, Jesus told us bad things would happen. He told his followers, last thing, he's like, listen, bad things are gonna happen. Listen, your life doesn't happen to be determined by the circumstances. It can be determined by the purpose and meaning and happiness that God gives us. It would just be a matter of one thing. And this is a hard thing. But you just have to switch the way you think about life and the way you frame your life. It's called a paradigm shift. It's called a shift to reality. You have to start viewing your life in a different kind of reality. What if 2023 was the year that you started to view your life in a different kind of reality? It went from this question, what's in it for me? Because really, let's just go ahead and dig down on all the resolutions and goals you made. Don't they have to be about what's gonna make you better? I mean, I mean, then what we're supposed to do? And we're supposed to ask this question so we can figure out what's gonna make me better? Listen, I, I'm not saying it's bad for you to get on health goals and eat better. and do, Those are all good things that God would definitely want, okay? A lot, a lot of your financial goals, God is, is totally on top of. Here's all I'm wanting you to think about. When you think about where you're going in 2023, does it fit under this question or does it fit under this question? What does love require of me? You see the switch? 
The frame switch goes from me to others, from me to others. We talk about this every single Sunday. And listen, it's going to be so amazing, guys. I looked at Matt's plan for the year and where he thinks he needs to teach us and and lead us this next year, 2023. Listen, you do not want to miss the starting series next week. I'm just doing a, today's message is just a plug for him for the rest of the year. I'm telling you right now, he's going to help us figure out this big switch, this big flip. What does love require of me? So here's the question I want us to jump into. So even, listen, if if you're not sure you're into Jesus thing, here's what I want to assume this morning. I want to assume that we all want a better life. And here's all I'm going to try to show you this morning, that there are things that you hang on to that keep you from experiencing that better life of meaning, purpose, and happiness because you are focused on things that will not get you where you need to go. And Jesus actually taught about it, okay? So I want to ask you this question, what is preventing you or what prevents you from living God's purpose for you? What is that? Jesus actually did a sermon about this. It's kind of interesting. It's one of my, um, I would say, when I think about uh, Jesus' parables and the stories he's told, it's probably one of the most um, memorable. Uh, If you've probably heard the story before, you're going to look at it and you're going to be like, "Eh, I wasn't sure what he was talking about. The thing is about this parable, he actually explains what the parable means and we still have difficulty with it. (laughs) So I'm just saying, I'm going to do my very best to walk you quickly through a story that Jesus tells that gives us an idea about the things that we can remove so that we can chase after this purpose, meaning, and happiness he has for us and switch from what's in it to me to what does love require of me. So let me show you in Matthew chapter 13, verse three, he starts out the story, Jesus starts out this way. A farmer went out to sow seed. So thinking about old school farming, remember bag of seed, we're, we're doing it like this, we're throwing it out. We're not doing it with a big tractor, right? Just go back to old school, right? We're sowing seed out in the field, right? And then as he was scattering seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. You can imagine, right, walking path, hard dirt roads, bare feet, sandaled feet, some walking along horses and other, right? And you throw seed and you're scattering everywhere and some of it lands on a path and it just can't get in the dirt, right? It's just too hard packed, right? And then some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil and it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. You guys who are farmers get this and I, I, I grew up a little bit around farm people. I did a little, little tobacco work back in the day. I used to set tobacco and then we'd always have this portion, this one field where you get down to the end and it was just too rocky and you'd put plants in knowing it's not gonna make and you come back a week later and they're all dead, right? It's because the rocky soil, it just it too, it couldn't do it. And then it says, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they they withered because they had no root in the soil. And then Jesus keeps going. He says, other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. And you guys all get this. Those of you who are not real farmers who try to do our own gardens, like this is what gets you because you're like, I don't really need to hoe this week. It'll be fine. And then you realize a week later that you already missed your chance, right? And it's gone. That's, that's this one. And then the last one, Jesus says, still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty or 30 times what was sown. In which case we're all like, well, I get it, Jesus. Like we're supposed to get the good, like be in the good soil. Like we want the good soil. And some of you are like, dude, I wish my bank account would be like 100 times, 60 times. I'd take 30X. (laughs) I'd take it. I mean, I don't need 100. I'll take 30X on my bank account this year. That'd be fine. Like we know what the end goal is. But I ask you the question, what prevents us? 
And here's the wonderful thing about this, this parable he's telling. All his disciples were listening, kind of like Jesus tell this to a big crowd of people. And they pull him aside after he gets done. And they're like, okay, great job. Good one. Um, so what does that mean? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, I get sowing and our life is supposed to be producing, but what are you really talking about? What are we supposed to do practically? How do you take this and do anything with it? Because, man, it just seems so abstract. Sowing seed and in the soil, what kind of, what's going on? Let's walk through this a little bit more slowly because Jesus actually explains it starting in verse 18. He starts to tell them, guys, here's what it means. He, he looks at them and says this. Listen then to what the parable of the sower Means And he starts right and he says, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom, and this is Jesus' way, this word shows up a lot. You start reading the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you're going to hear him talk about the kingdom. The kingdom is near, the kingdom is at hand, the kingdom has shown up, the kingdom, the kingdom. What's, what's Jesus talking about? Because I know there's a Roman kingdom. Kingdom is his short way of saying, a new way of living is available to you. This is the, the kingdom message was basically this. What does love require of me is the new way to frame your life because Jesus has come, he came along as the perfect representation of God's love for us. And Jesus is proclaiming, doesn't matter what's going on around you, the circumstances around you, there's a kingdom. And listen, if you want to get like really into this and dig in a little bit this, go to YouTube, type in Bible Project Heaven and Earth and look at how the Bible Project people explain what Jesus is talking about going from Genesis all the way through the Revelation. It's a six and a half minute video. You watch it, I guarantee you, uh, just blow your mind. It'll help you reimagine. Jesus says, listen, he says the kingdom is not later. The kingdom is available right now. If you're looking for peace or joy or patience or kindness in your life, Jesus says, oh, no, 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 the kingdom's here. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is here. You just have to wake up to it, reimagine it, and reframe the way you think about your life. And I'm here to show you how to do that. And so as Jesus walks through this, message about, so anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it. Now, this word understand is not like we think about just an intellectual thing. When Jesus talked about understand, think about more like comprehend. Like um, it would change the way you lived. It, it would come in, it become internalized. It become part of who you are. He says, anybody who hears the message about the kingdom, that there's a new way to live, but they don't comprehend it. They don't pull it in and make it central to who they are. If that's what happens, if they hear the message and they don't really get it and internalize it, here's what happens. The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. Remember, the path, it couldn't get down deep in the soil. It doesn't get deep into who we are. And you guys are going, yeah, but that still doesn't explain what it is. Maybe not for you, but I can tell you what this is for me. The word I would say is fear. You know what keeps me from believing that God has what's best for me? Is my own fear. I am afraid that if I do what he asked me to do, my needs won't get met. I'm afraid that if I focus on other people, nobody will pay attention to me. I'm afraid that I've messed up so many times that this is really about other people because there's no way he could possibly use me to do anything good. 
I'm afraid that he doesn't really love me because I know how unlovable I really am and he knows all about me. And if he knows about me and if he knows the true me, then he's not gonna value me at all because I am all the time doing things that don't really line up with what he says I should be doing and I miss it. I am afraid that I am not as valuable as other people in this world and that my contribution does not matter. I'm just little old me doing my little old things and what difference does it really make? I don't know about you. That was all about me. But I think fear could be a play in this life we live that when we see what's coming or God has for us or the purpose he's calling us to, we often back up and we are afraid to step forward. So what do we do with fear? Well, I think we need to believe. It's as simple as that. And I don't mean believe like intellectually. I mean believe like Jesus talked about in this verse. We need to understand it. We need to make it central to who we are. We need to pull it, internalize it, and make it part of who we are. When Jesus says that we are forgiven, we should believe it and live as if it's true. When Jesus says he has called us as his children, that we are his and he values us and every one of us is valuable and he loves us for who we are, not for what we do, just who you are right now. And he loves you. You should believe that. And if he says that you can make a difference in the people's lives around you by serving them and doing well for them and thinking about them before yourself, and he says, if doing that for others will actually make your own life better, you should believe it instead of letting fear determine where the seeds land in your life, right? Let's go to the next one. That's a lot. You're taking notes, right? We're gonna go to the next one. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once received it with joy. (laughs) Man, there's a new life out there. There's purpose, there's meaning, there's happiness beyond the circumstances of this world, beyond what I can see. There's something I have available to me that's beyond what I can understand. Are you kidding me? That sounds amazing. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the way, what I thought you were talking about a meaningful and happiness and that everything's gonna go great for you. No, 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 Jesus says, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Here's what some of you are wondering. Wait, 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 wait. I thought you said Jesus opened up a brand new meaning and purpose and happiness and everything's gonna go great for me. No, that's not what he said. Here's what he said. He has greater meaning and greater purpose and greater happiness than what you've ever dreamed of. See, we often think that God is going to turn our life into the best thing we can imagine. And that's not what he said. No, no, no. Jesus says, no, no, no. I'm trying to convince you what you can imagine, that house and that car and those things and that job and the responsibility and all the things that you think are going to make you happy, those things are just little bitty things compared to what I have. And yes, you'll have trouble and you'll have persecution. There'll be things. But in the midst of that, you'll still have meaning and purpose and happiness in the midst of it all. And he says, people who don't get that, you know what, he, you know what he's really saying here? He's really talking about immaturity. I know that's a hard word for you to hear, but listen, some of you, are emotionally and spiritually immature to the point that you believe that if you don't feel it, then God's not with you. If you don't feel like it's going well, if you don't feel like everything's just flowing, and you know what we call that? We call that immaturity. When my kids tell me they don't feel like doing something, I look at them and it's like, yeah, but it has to be done anyway. (laughs) 
That's just part of it. Immaturity is us realizing there are things that we do out of faith rather than feeling. Some of you struggle with this one because you've never developed the spiritual discipline of trusting that God has what's better for you than what you can imagine. And you've never gone past the, the trouble and the circumstances in faith and kept doing and kept doing. This is why some of you, you get into something and when it stops feeling good, you walk away. Instead of sticking in it, staying with it and developing the peace that comes with knowing you're doing something that has purpose and meaning and out of that comes your happiness. So listen, you know what the, the alternate solution to immaturity is? It's this, it's investing. Investing in your growth. Here's what some of you need to do this year. You need to invest in time spent listening and talking to God. It will require you to turn off your phone. It will require you to get away from everything for a bit. And it will require you to turn your mind away from your to-do list toward the person who is standing beside you. God is with you and you have to pay attention to it. Some of you have to develop the discipline of reading the Bible. We've got the Bible plans in the app. Go get them. You just need that discipline in your life. It isn't, ah, I just don't know. I don't get anything out of it. Don't get anything out of it. Read the Bible every day. Yeah, but I don't understand it. Just read the Bible every day. Yeah, but when's it gonna make sense? Just read the Bible every day. Just read it. It'll change you. Trust the process of what Jesus is doing in you by doing that. Some of you need to commit to a financial plan where you, you put your giving before your getting. Some of you need to change the way you think about your own relationships. You need to build into your life intentional people who can hold you accountable to the things you say you're going to do this year. Whether it's your eating plan, your exercise plan, or your Bible reading plan. You need some people who know your weaknesses well enough they can call you on it when they see you getting weak. Let me do this last one. You guys know that little fancy colorful card on your seat? Some of you need to invest in your growth by serving other people. You know why we push this one so hard? And I don't, I unashamedly ask you to serve other people. You know why? Because Jesus set it up as the example. He said, and I quote, I came to serve, not to be served. Listen, you want to unleash God's purpose and meaning and happiness in your life and blast through some immaturity? You start doing for others instead of doing for yourself. On this card, if you fill this out, or if you do the QR code on the back of the card and you send in there, listen, I'm, you're not committing to serving something. Like, it's not like you fill out the card and we're gonna put you in next week. Listen, here's all this is doing. In a few Sundays, all you're doing by filling out this card is you're agreeing to come and talk about it and look at it. We're not gonna force you to jump in, but we are inviting you. And I, listen, I am begging you for 2023 to spend the whole year investing in your own spiritual growth by serving other people. Try that out. I promise you, change the way you look at your life. It's a brand new frame. You reimagine what purpose and meaning looks like by doing it. You ready? N number three, the third kind of seed on soil. Here we go. The seed falling among thorns refers to someone who hears the word. Keep going. But the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. And here's the one where you don't have to think a lot about it. Like, Jesus, finally you got plain. You got right up on all faces in this one. The thorns who choke out the seeds? Yeah, I tell you what that is. That's you guys who worry about your life and those of you who get uh, just distracted and, and you believe that wealth is going to get you everything you need. That's you. 
So listen, let's just sum this all up in one word. Basically, Jesus is telling us there are distractions in our life that get us off course from chasing what God has for us. And I know, listen, I'm not one of you. So listen, I have a, I have a difficult time relating to those of you who feel the need to control everything. I, I, seriously, you asked my wife, this is not one of my things. But let me just say one thing really quickly. Are you really in control of anything? Has the last three years of a pandemic not taught you that you really don't have control over a whole lot? Man, those of you who struggle with this, let me just tell you some really good news. You're not in control. And that is really good. There is a peace to be found when you release the worries of life. But when you know the person who control loves you, and even when things don't look good, that he's working for you. Jesus is saying, listen, don't let that be you. And listen, some of you in this room, I'm not telling you don't go on vacation this year. I'm not telling you don't buy the new car or the new house. I'm not telling you not to upgrade. Listen, I'm not telling you not to do that. Here's all I'm asking you. Do you believe that those things will make you happier? Do you believe those things will give you purpose? Do you believe the things that you can buy will actually complete your life and once you have it, you'll have it? Has that ever been true? Has any birthday gift or Christmas gift ever been the thing that made your life what it is today? Has it ever been the thing that you bought? Has it ever lasted forever? No. And you know, listen, even if you don't believe in Jesus, you know this is a truth about life. Things we can buy with our wealth don't make us who we are. So what is it? What, what gives us the power over distraction? Here's what it is. You have to prioritize your life. And this is where it gets really, really hard. Let me tell you something hard. It took me until I was in my mid-30s, almost 40 years old, before I realized that this is the one thing that I can control. I get to control how I spend my time and my money and where my energy goes. Who I spend it with and how I spend it. I have full reign over that. God gives me the authority to make my schedule. He gives me the authority to figure out what to do with the money he gives me. He gives me responsibility to partner with him or not to partner with him. And listen, you will find power over your distractions when you begin to prioritize the things that answer the question, what does love require of me versus what's in it for me? When you start to prioritize, and here's why I'm gonna push this on giving. Listen, we don't ask you to give just because uh, it helps run this place during the week. You know why we ask you to give to the four offering and give here during the weekly basis? Because we know this. If you have to put your giving first, that means you have to make harder decisions through the month, don't you? And guess what that trains your heart to do? Prioritize what God wants you to do versus what you wanna do. And it's not about you not getting to do fun things. It's about you looking at it and going, yeah, but what's my priority here? Is it me and my lifestyle or is it other things that God has me to do? Oh, I need to point my heart toward that. That's what it's about. It's the same thing with your time. It's the same thing with releasing the anxieties you have about what's going on in your life. It's you prioritizing what is good for other people and not just yourself. If we could figure out how to do that, right? Now listen, what happens when we do all that? What happens when we believe and we invest and we prioritize? Does that mean our life's gonna be perfect? Hear me quick, no. <laughs> Jesus isn't looking for you to get it perfect. Listen, you're still gonna mess it up this year. 
You know what this is about, though? It's about pursuit of growth. That last seed that's being sown. Here's what Jesus says about it. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and gets it perfect? Nope. Who does everything right? Nope. Who has their life swimmingly and nothing ever goes wrong? Nope. The person who hears the word and does what? What does understand it mean? Bring it, internalize it, make it the central part of how you live. When it becomes central to who you are, he says, what will happen? Here's what will happen. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Do you want to have a life defined by maximum purpose, maximum meaning, and maximum happiness? Everybody in this room will have trouble this year. Everybody will have things they didn't see coming. Everybody will have things that they feel out of control on. Everybody will have goals and things that they put on their list that they didn't get done. Everybody, things are going to go wrong this year. I'm not looking here and telling you like, if you do this, everything's gonna be great. Here's what I'm telling you though. In the midst of anything that happens in 2023, God offers you meaning and purpose and happiness to the max It's only fool's gold and powdered sugar on the concrete floor, everything else. Now, you have a decision to make and you can make it today. You know what decision is? You make a decision to do something different based on a new set of frames for how this life can be. Here's your, what's your next step? Here's what it could be. Some of you just need to believe that God loves you and you're valuable. Some of you don't believe it. You heard it since you're a child. It doesn't make sense to you because you don't feel it. Jesus came for you. Your value is defined by the sacrifice of Jesus' life for you. It is not defined by your past, your divorces, your affairs, your financial ruin, your mistakes. None of that defines you. His love defines you. Believe it. Live based on that central truth. Number two, some of you need to invest. You have to do the hard work this year. You have to do, guys, investment means you change where your time and your money goes and you have to put it in the places where God says it will bring you the purpose and meaning. Even when it doesn't feel good, you're gonna have to fight through the not feeling good part and you're gonna have to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it and look at the purpose ahead of you. And some of you just need to prioritize. You are just distracted. You're losing sight of what's the bigger picture. You're losing sight of there's something greater than what you can imagine. Listen, imagine just for a second that what I'm saying has any truth at all in it. Would you take a chance in 2023 that God has something greater than you can imagine? The God who created the platypus Have you seen that thing? (laughs) You look at it and you go, why? Why? And God's like, because I thought of it and you didn't. Have you looked at the stars lately? They're amazing. Listen, guys, God has a greater and larger imagination than you. 
and he knows you better than you know you, and he knows what will get you to where you want to go, you just have to buy in and prioritize where you're spending your time and your money and put it first. Don't get distracted. Because listen, everything in this life, including your Instagram reels, will distract you. Okay, that's mine. But I'm going to stay away from it, okay? I'm only looking two or three times a week now, and I'm down to two or three times, and I started my goals before during Christmas break, and it's going great, okay? Just saying, whatever it is, prioritize what is good and what is great rather than just what you dream of. Here, here's my prayer for you, that you'll keep coming back every week as Matt starts this next series. Do not miss this. That you will start to reimagine life based on this new frame of what does love require of me? And you will actually begin to experience the maximum purpose, the maximum meaning, and the maximum happiness that this world can offer because God is with you and he is for you. Let me pray for you guys as we go. God, thank you so much. Um, God, thank you for this message for me to just refocus on what is most important. God, help me not to get distracted this year by the things um, that I get distracted by. God, help my fear be allayed by my faith that my faith in you, my trust in what you have said about me is more true than what I think about me sometimes. And God, help us all to keep investing in the things that will help us grow past this immaturity we all have in our lives. We all have things that keep us from seeing you as a constant truth in our lives because of how we feel or what we want to get out of life. God, I pray that this year would be a year of growth for our entire church, for the people in this community for Murray, Callow County, and Western Kentucky at large, in our country and our world, that we would all see this heaven, this kingdom, this thing that you talked about as a reality right now that we can live in. And we would make the choices to do it. In your son's name, I pray it. Amen. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with friends. For more information on our church or to find our app or our YouTube channel, just visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.